0: it's dj michelle here is your personal awakening podcast
1: welcome to episode four of the personal awakening podcast we have two guests with us today who will share their experience in navigating their side hustle our guests d and jl are the founders of intertwine co join us as they share their amazing journey and the story of how intertwined came to be
0: so what i've always been curious about is how because you were a teacher before you started doing all this entrepreneurial type stuff. So how did you move from saying, okay, I'm going to teach to the everything?
1: <laughs> everything. All that I do, all that is Michelle.
0: Because <laughs> it's, not, it's not just one thing.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, so I taught for about two years, and, like, teaching was my dream job as a kid. I knew I wanted to be a teacher since middle school, specifically special ed, because I had some um, – very powerful uh, moments in middle school that really directed me down that path. And then once I got into the special ed role, um, I just realized how really broken the education system is. And so I tried very hard to to change what I could within, but it didn't feel like enough. So I decided to go get my master's degree um, and move to Colorado and study sustainability planning and management. And so that brought me into the community realm um, where I learned about how to make an impact, like grassroots impact. Um, So that was like the biggest entry point to what I do now. Everything I do has a social and environmental focus. So all my side projects, my career right now, my career now is the perfect marriage between teaching and sustainability, which is amazing. And then, Everything else that I do is impacting a community, impacting nature, impacting health, um, and just sharing knowledge in general. So that's been the biggest, like the biggest change was just figuring out my ways to make an impact and make a change in this world. And I feel great about it.
0: And then to like, supplement income, you still tutored on the side, right?
1: Yeah. So during grad school, I <clears throat> needed some extra cash. So I started tutoring and then my tutoring kind of took off. Um, you get referral after referral and it became kind of my main source of income for a few years, honestly. And that was what kept me in Colorado for as long as I was in there. And that was amazing mm. because I could impact students and have that one-on-one effect um and and still change lives but also working on all those side things that were more yeah
0: see that's awesome because i know there's so many people that say like oh i want to do this i mean i personally said it for the longest time oh i want to be a personal trainer but when you hear the the commit that it's commission-based that you're making, if you're going to like a corporate gym, it's like $9 an hour, at least that's what I was offered, like in different roles that I applied to, to be a personal trainer, and then you got a certain commission based on how many people you trained. That's very daunting when you start seeing like, I have student loans, I have a car to pay for, I have rent to pay, you know, people won't pull the trigger. But what you did is you took what you loved, and you made it a source of income through teaching and still pursued your other passions, which is basically like working two jobs at once. Um, and not many people will do that. And I think that shows like, how bad do you really want it? Yeah. How bad do you really want to do this stuff? Not to say like that their passions are not something they really want, but are they willing to put it all on the line to go after it is mm-hmm. what I think it comes down to. Um, so that's awesome to hear that you're doing that and continuing to pursue it. And now, so you went to Colorado, you got your master's, you yep. tutored for cash, uh, and then continued pursuing your passion and now you're in South Carolina, right?
1: Yes, yeah. So just traveling everywhere, uh, trying to find a place to call home. But I think right now I have a lot going on. And, and going back to what you just said, it is a lot about purpose over profit I think a lot of people want to choose profit or security or you know that consistency of a paycheck um, which I don't blame them because it's really really stressful otherwise I mean I did I failed as an entrepreneur in Colorado that was the triggering point for me leaving was I got to the point where tutoring is great it it's impactful it it's fun, it's easy, it didn't feel like a job. It was too inconsistent for me. It was causing me extra stress and I knew I could do more with that and in, with my life and with my career. So that move to South Carolina was, was crucial um, because I still wanted a purposeful job but I needed something more stable and consistent. Yeah, there was just a lot of pressures yeah. that I couldn't couldn't do.
0: See that right there, though, I would just change one thing where you said you didn't fail because you realized all of that. So that realization is just you closing a door on something that you thought was the right path and you're navigating now towards something new and you're not giving up on the overall goal of making an impact. You're just changing your way of doing it. Right. So just looking at it a little differently there, just because, you know, for some reason if personal training didn't end up being my thing, uh, that I decided to pursue and keep going after, it's not that I failed doing it, it's that I found something of bigger purpose that I'm going after. There's definitely things that I've learned through going after that dream
1: right. that I'll
0: take into whatever whatever my new venture would be. But right now it's still personal training. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> Which that's kind of, you know, that's a that's new territory in a sense. I mean, you've been in the fitness realm and a lot of personal fitness, um, but you are now really going after that business side of it. And so what, what got you there?
0: So my whole journey started from me just being overweight my whole life. I used food as a coping mechanism through my parents' divorce and a a lot of family issues that went on. Uh, Food was my way, you know, through sadness, through happiness, It, you know, it was the way to celebrate things. Um, I don't know what it was. It was just that New Year's resolution in 2012 going into 2013 that, you know, everyone makes that resolution. I'm going to lose, I'm going to get in shape. I don't know what it was, but I just vividly remember being at my mom's, and, you know, we were just hanging out, waiting for the ball to drop. And I went upstairs to the bathroom. I just looked in the mirror and I was just not happy with myself. I was like, this is the year I'm changing and I'm not going back to what I, once, what I am now. You know, I'm changing my mindset. Um, and I did. I spent that whole year getting in shape. And then I found a love for bodybuilding and did my first show a year after. Um, continued doing that. But through doing that, I did develop binge eating disorder. I would diet down for all these shows and then binge, 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 and then immediately sign up for another show just so I could cut back down. It was just a very unhealthy. um, And part of me is always like, why did you put yourself through that? But I know my purpose of going through that is now I can, I know there's so many people going through this same issue, um, which is why I post about it on my social about binge eating and everything I've learned. So I would say from 2013 until now, my biggest client has been myself. I put myself through overcoming binge eating, getting in shape and losing weight. I've gone through keto diet, paleo. Um, I've tried vegan a yeah. little bit. a little bit. Um, I've done low carb. I've done uh, moderate carb. I've done carb cycling. I've done intermittent. I put myself through everything you could possibly think of. So if any client, future client comes to me and says hey i want to try keto i can tell them my experience with it i can ask them why they want to try it what they expect to see from it um, i can just relate to them anyone that's looking to lose weight they look at their trainer like they've always been fit but i can show them i haven't and really relate on a different level to them so now i want to take it to a next level in helping other people i put myself through it i'm my biggest client like i said so it's just it's just a strong passion of mine. Uh, I'm sure you can tell, like, when I talk about it to you all the time, like, I get very amped up and I just start rambling <laughs> like I am right now. And it's honestly all I think about throughout the day. Like, like I said, I joined a CrossFit gym and immediately I'm thinking about how can I get in with the owners here so I can help people um, through their, I mean, they're already making the step to do fitness, but it's their nutrition probably that's not on point. Um, so Yeah, that's like my passion for it. And eventually, you know, I will leave my corporate job to do that full time. But right now I'm doing two jobs at once. So I'm making sure I have my salary on hand with with my job so I can, you know, pursue this passion because without my job now, like I'm so grateful for it because I have the money to not not struggle with rent, not struggle with car payments. I'm able to, you know, pay for a CrossFit gym and, and work out myself. And I had money to start my own website. So it's allowing me to run my company. Uh, so as many, as much as I do get annoyed at my day job, I'm also grateful for it.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's such a good approach. It's very different for me. I could never afford a <laughs> CrossFit membership if I wanted it. And I'm actually trying to apply for some financial aid so I can get into a gym. That's, mm. And so it's a totally different reality. But you do what you can with what you have. I think, I think it's different. I kind of, the struggle is part of my story. I think that it's provided me a lot of that toughness and that like, if anything happens, if I lose any job, I'll be fine because I have like five or six side jobs that I could actually apply and profit off of if I yeah. made it further. So I have resiliency in some areas. I just don't have that cash flow or that security mm-hmm. blanket that most people like to have.
0: Yeah. And that's what I I love about you, that you still go after it because I'd be scared. I think I I would still come through on top because I would have that resiliency to, like, drive at it, drive at it. But I like having that little safety net, knowing, like, I'm okay every two weeks. I know I'm having some income coming in. So, like, I envy you for that, for going after that. It's, like, it's really hard um, to be able to, like, put that all aside, the money aside. I mean, it stresses a lot of people out, especially look at us, like we're, we're single people with no families, right? Right. It's a little bit easier for us. It's still not the easiest thing in the world, like going after what you want. But like, think about like a person who wants to become a writer and they also have a house and a mortgage and a husband and maybe even kids. Um, That's really tough to be able to say like, yeah, I'm quitting my day job and I'm just going to go write and hopefully this book gets published, you know, it's a tough thing, but, uh, I know, I know people that are doing it.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Two in particular that are, uh, will be on this episode today. What? On this episode, we are talking with two guests, D and JL, who are both entrepreneurs as well as sisters, and they are navigating through the waters of pursuing your dreams while also working a full-time job. They have a few tips and tricks along the way, and they led us into how their company, The Intertwined Company, got started. Now let's jump in, and Dee, I'm gonna start with you. Why don't you take us through where your journey started post-graduating college?
2: You know, if I, it's crazy to think how long ago the end of college was. So I graduated in 09, and I, I got a job out of college. I was, I was very lucky to have a job straight from graduation. And I found myself very unhappy very quick. I was basically doing what I told myself I wouldn't do when I graduated, which was feeling like there was a ball and chain around my ankle and I was doing something that I wasn't passionate about. Um, the thing is, I didn't really know what I was passionate about. I just knew that I liked to be outdoors. I knew that I liked to write. I knew that I liked to help people. I liked to be creative and free, but none of that really translated into a paycheck or so I thought at that point in my life. Um, And I had a friend in college who had been to this camp, a YMCA out in Hawaii, the summer previously and worked out there all summer as a camp counselor and loved it. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna apply and see what happens. Long story short, I get the job offer and it was without hesitation. There was nothing holding me back. There was nothing holding me down at that point in my life. It was like, there was actually so much more chaos at home just within personal life and just not feeling like I was happy in my, my adult corporate life that I said, now's the time. Why not go and just see what happens? Um, and it was the best decision I could have made for myself at that point because it was hard getting there. I'll tell you, it was, it's paradise out there for sure. But within the first week, I was definitely crying behind a cabin on the phone with mom being like, I don't know if I can do this because even though the landscape around me was so drop dead gorgeous, I was so far removed from anything I had ever known or been used to in my life. Um, My friend was out there working the camp with me, but she had her group of friends and I wasn't gonna impede on that. I kind of wanted to find my own way. Um, But I sat with that feeling and I let myself kind of grow through it. And even though it was hard, it was so rewarding. I felt like I lived more in that three and a half months there than I lived in the four years that I spent in high school in a lot of ways. Um, there's just, for me, there was something that I needed for myself to give to myself to show me that I could do anything that I needed to do on my own so that I could do the next thing when this, this chapter in my life was over um, and go ahead more confidently. Because there was a lot of lost feeling. You get out of college and we're kind of in that bubble. We're in this protective space where it's like, you go to class, you have your friends, you have your dorm room, and then you're released into the world with your diploma. And you're like, okay, now what? Um, So for me, it was like, it was a very crucial next step that I didn't know I needed. And I kind of just followed that, um, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no. I totally get that because I feel like I can relate to you so much on when I graduated college, I had a job also lined up right after I graduated, jumped right into it after it, ended up staying in New York to to do New York life and, and sell the life insurance. I forget that you did that. And like literally I graduated and a month later I was at Aunt Patty's living there and working there. But I, I always knew from a young age, I wasn't meant to follow like a normal path. I felt very stuck following, like you said, chained uh, to like a desk and knew that was not the right path for me. So I, and I knew I needed to explore and that's exactly what I did. And I feel like I'm glad that you went to Hawaii and did what you did because I feel like you got to explore and have that free spirit and really uh, go after what you, what you may want. You know, mm-hmm. you feel like maybe you didn't, still didn't do, everything that you wanted to yet, but you will. And I feel like that was a great first step um, away from being chained to like that desk.
2: Yeah. It's, it's hard sometimes to, because you, you can challenge yourself no matter where you are. It doesn't need to be this far off destination, but for me, I needed to get away from everything I knew as hard as it was to push myself to that point, because it's so much, it's so easy, I think, to, Um, do what is within your realm of comfortability and it's a little bit harder to find the things that challenge yourself within your normal environment so um, and and JL knows I came back and I immediately booked a ticket to go back after I would I was going to work a little bit at the flower shop save some money and then go live out there and and figure something out and that's where me and and JL started to butt heads a little bit because she was like, Dane, you know, now's the time, like you went out there. I'm glad you did. But now's the time where I want you to kind of set a foundation for yourself where I was kind of, I got back and I was still kind of unsure of what I wanted, but I was, I was happy and that's all I cared about because I had been living in this unhappy, I think mental state for a while. Um, so I, I and I get now where jail was coming from in that, that mode of concern, because I think also being one of five kids and falling on the younger side of that scale, like me and you DJ, we maybe had a little bit more leeway to have a little bit more freedom because we had three older people ahead of us paving paths and doing other things that we were like, okay, we, we can, uh. We can fly a little bit freer here i don't know um
3: you know d a lot of what you just said you know i can totally understand and and see why that made sense for you and it's funny you know we um you know both were experiencing the same thing you know with you know things going on within our family um some uncomfortable um, you know things that we were going through with you know parents and family family issues and We both went about finding comfort in two different ways. And for me, as one of the oldest in the family, I came at it, number one, I found comfort in learning. Um, Education was something that comforted me during stressful times and I got very, I loved books, I loved learning. So, you know, when college was over and you talked about that bubble, know that feeling. And the first thing that I was looking for was my next way to learn. Um, So I naturally immediately went into a master's program because that's where I felt safe, um, where I could still find safety, but be close enough to home if somebody needed me. And so I didn't really feel that sense of like, I can go, you know, float over here and just, you know, find my own comfort and find my own, own safe haven because I was putting some of my own pressures on myself just to make sure I was close enough to other people if someone needed me. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe that is coming from maybe because I was one of the older kids in the family and the the way the hierarchy works, that's just where I came from. And I think, you know, both of us have a natural urge to help people and be there for people. So it was just something natural instinct of mine um, so I went straight into the path of my master's. And at that time of just my t- number one goal was finding stability and comfort. Um, letting myself be free to explore just felt way too scary for me because I didn't know I was, I, I zoned in on other people and my books in order to avoid maybe dealing with the feelings that I might've been feeling at that time. So to do what you did, I didn't even cross my mind. It wasn't even in the realm of my thinking. So I went straight into my master's, and immediately after my master's, you know, went straight into um, a job in the corporate world, and um, you know, doing that for for well over a decade. Um, and it was only sitting at my desk one day that you know, finally, the financial stability was there. The people I cared about seemed okay. The dust was settling in, you know, some of the family issues that we were going through. And I suddenly was like, I'm not happy. You know, this isn't working for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I finally started letting in these other pieces of myself that I completely blacked out and didn't even know I was avoiding until I felt safe enough to let them back in. And once that mindset was there that, this isn't the life for me. This was never, I don't think I was ever really meant for that. I think I was someone that was more of an entrepreneur, someone that was very, you know, someone that likes to lead and, and, and do my thing. I didn't let that in then. And and once I started to let it in, it was became its own uh, animal and it just sort of took over me and I could never not let that go or I could never let that go again. It was just too, too important at that point. Um, so I think you know it's interesting to see how we both went about something that we were going through in two very different ways but for the exact same reason um, and then ended up at the end of it all coming back together realizing how much we loved to write and how much we loved to um, you know, be there and, and motivate people and came together to start talking about the intertwined company um, Dee, I don't know if you want to tell the story of how it came to be. Yeah. Uh, it's about three years ago now that that came, came about. And it's funny, you know, hearing both of our paths and now knowing where we are today, um, it's interesting that what we went through actually was all meant to be in order to be right here.
2: Yeah. It was, I think, it, I think we both were dealing with survival mode in a certain way and and like you said in different ways um you have to you have to go after whatever feels right I think in your soul at that point for yourself so if that means flying out to Hawaii and being a camp counselor for a summer to work on yourself to find your strength to find your confidence do it if that means that you need to go into your master's and get that degree and educate yourself a little bit more first and build that foundation, do it. But no one can tell you the order of operations more than yourself. Mm -hmm. It's great to have mentors and people that you trust around you to help lead you if you do go astray, because it happens, and I know that I'm definitely guilty of floating up into the sky, um, but <laughs> it's fun. But you got you just you, you have to find the balance between it all. But at, at the core, you know what's right for you, so listen to yourself. But yeah, we it it was funny the story of the Intertwined Company essentially being conceived all started with JL missing the train ride back to. Uh, the city. By a second, you and Craig were both on the platform and it was just whoosh, right by. And I was like, all right, get back in the car. We're going to go to the pub for a little while. The next train's in two hours. <laughs> so that's what we did. And pretty sure we ordered a round of ciders. Yep. And we just, we, we were having a conversation kind of like this one right now, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, all about how far we've come and how our lives were not how we thought they were going to be as I think most people's are not when you're growing up you think it's you have this image in your head and then bam life happens Um, and we kind of came to a realization that holy crap you know every one of those hardships and those fights between sisters and choices that we made along the way brought us to right now you missing your train and us sitting in a pub across from one another saying everybody deals with life in different ways but we're all dealing with it we're all feeling frustration and and happiness and joy and we're scared and we're confused we're all doing it and we're like we're all intertwined and it was like boom this explosion happened across the table and poor Craig didn't even know what happened. He was like, what, <laughs> what are you guys talking about?
0: <laughs> okay, picture him right now. Just right. Like, what just happened? <laughs> I'm going to go get another round. I'll see you guys in a little yeah. bit.
3: <laughs> I think he did do that. I think that's exactly what <laughs> happened. All right. You too.
0: <laughs> All good things happen over cider.
2: That's, Perfect quote. That's our next quote that we're posting. <laughs> yes. Um, but it was it was something that we couldn't ignore, and it and it didn't go to bed since well, then.
3: We realized right then and there that, that we both had a story coming from the same feelings, but they were two different stories. Yeah. And the feelings is what intertwined us, but the details behind it were our differences, and I think they're both vital to the story that we're, you know, within us and the journey that we're on. And it's, you know, finding those little similarities within the differences that connect you to other people where you can feel supported, um, you know, when you're feeling vulnerable or unsure, which we all do at given times. So, you know, it it was a moment where I think, yeah, you're right. It was like an explosion of like an aha moment where, you know, this is why, I was meant to miss that train and we were meant to sit here and we were meant to have this discussion and um, let's start figuring out what this means and what it looks like. And it started from there.
2: And that was its own beast too, because it's when you start any new venture, any new business venture, we're, we're on a call with several entrepreneurs here so everyone can attest to this. It's which way forward, Okay, so you go into Google and there's this black hole of information and we knew what our concept was and what our mission was and what we wanted to do to help empower people to honor themselves and and to share their own stories, but the legality of it, the business side of it, all of those questions started to, what you say, analysis paralysis Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and we you know, we had created a blog platform, we were posting stories, but then thing life started to get in the way for both of us. And then all of those business questions came into play. And it was like,
1: frozen, mm-hmm. you know,
2: and we had to regroup and give ourselves a little bit of time. And I'm so glad that we did.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm so glad that we did not quit either. Because a lot of those moments, I think people do just let it just kind of fizzle out. And it's sad. Because there's so many great ideas out there, but um, it's nice having a business partner in this sense too, because JL was the one who was like, let's just do it. What can we do every day that can just move the needle a little bit further? It doesn't need to be this monstrous thing, but what can we do? And that's basically what we've been living by from he- for the last, you know, however long. Months now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's put it's it injected the, the meaning behind it back into all of it the life and the breath and it just feels every morning exciting and it doesn't
3: it, i don't feel at least for me that i i had this weight on my shoulders of again i went back to i like to learn so i need to learn everything i need to learn it all right now talk about you know paralyzing yourself and making sure and then i go into protective mode you know do we have the right legal documents, privacy policies, things that we didn't even need yet, you know, but I needed to know all about it. And that made me stumble. It's like that, you know, when you say, you know, you're looking so far ahead, you trip on the step right in front of you. And that was me to a T. And I, I realized, you know what, you don't need to know everything right now. You need to know stuff and you can learn it and you can ask the right questions, but you don't need to know everything. And, you know, what are a handful of things that we could do weekly, that can still drive our mission and, you know, get us to that next step uh, without making us overwhelmed and paralyzing us where, you know, we trip up. Mm -hmm. And I do think that that moment where we took a little bit of a pause was vital to learn that lesson. Um, You know, when you're, you're putting yourself out there in new ways, there's so many new experiences and lessons that you need to learn to continue growing. And And sometimes tripping up is what you need to learn and how not to do that going forward. So for me, I thought it was extremely important to pause and reflect so that I could do new things so that better outcomes could play out going forward. Yeah. Um, So that was, um, you know, important for us, I feel. And
2: when it's your side hustle, because, you know, you, I think a lot of times when people are just starting out these these great creative big ideas, it's on the side of something that's actually paying the bills and putting the roof over your head and the food in your mouth and having the energy to both do that job, do the thing that you want to create and then whatever else you have going on in your life, relationships, kids, house, whatever it is, is a lot. Everyone has the same 24 hours in a day. So you have to ask yourself, why do I want this? And what is it going to do for me? What's its purpose? And keep letting that drive you because there are definitely, definitely, definitely nights where I am, was it two weeks ago, one week ago, we were getting ready to do our TikTok and I broke something, my leg was cut, I was bleeding. I looked like a mad woman and I was like, JL, I don't know if I can, uh, I, I don't know if I can do this right now. And you just, you were like, don't worry. This is, this is just, this is what it's about. And I was like, you're right. And I was so happy that we did it. It's, it's keeping focused on the why when you have a side hustle, because it's for a reason Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and it is going to be hard, but if it's worth it, you know, that's what it is.
3: And I think, you know, doing something like that and having to keep up with that kind of energy uh, it, it's vital that you take care of yourself. And I had to learn that too, you know, that self-care they say is first and that's the truth. You need to do some things for yourself in order to keep up with the momentum of other things that you need to do. So it, this also allowed me to remind myself of the things that help me feel balanced, you know, eating healthy, getting up early, reading, you know, the things that I need to make sure are part of my life so that I can keep up with all the things that I'm trying to accomplish. Because if it's just work, 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 or you know, not doing something for yourself, you're never going to be able to show up in the way that you need to for yourself and for you know, your family and your environment that you have responsibilities in.
2: And how sad would it be if you exhaust yourself doing the things that you're not super excited about and then don't have energy to do the things that you truly want? I mean, ask yourself that. You're burning the candle at both ends. What's the reason? So, if the reason is because you're trying to get it all done, you know, with humans, something's got to give. So, give the right things. Don't give up the things that mean something to you that you love, that you're working towards. Your dreams are just as important, if not more, as that thing that's paying the bills. So, Find a way to make it work because you can.
3: And your time is just as important as the time you're giving to other people. So you need to include yourself in that and make sure that you add that time accordingly to you because you're never going to be able to be who you need for others and for yourself if you don't do that. And you know that that's also why I love what we're doing because it's not only allowed me to reflect in ways that I can grow within the business, but also within myself as a person. Um, You know, it's made me really realize there's a lot that I can do to balance myself better to, um, you know, allow myself to have better time management, stress management. And I feel happier, overall, more than I ever have in my life. And, you know, we're in the midst of a pandemic right now. Um, So to be able to feel a way where I feel, of course, you know, there's hardships within a pandemic, but I feel a a completely different person than I did before we started working on this. And it's Mm -hmm. definitely due to the fact that I'm including myself in that equation of doing things that matter for me.
2: Yeah. I feel alive in a way that I don't think I've felt before, if that makes sense. It kind of taps into a vein that you're like, oh, thank God, you know, like, like this is, there
1: it is yeah, this is the thing
2: that, that really keeps you pulsing and um, you can't ignore that. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm just grateful that we had that that you missed the train and that we had the conversation and that we never let that spark die out. We were just adding logs to the fire every day.
3: And we came about it from two very different ways, which is a great example of that there is not one way get to the goal and the destination that you're striving for. There's multiple roads, there's multiple routes, you know, and you can take a route, turn around, pivot, go a different route. There's a million options for you. So, you know, don't feel like there's only one way to do something. Don't put that kind of tunnel vision on your journey. Allow yourself to you know, evolve in a way to be open-minded to all your possibilities because then you close doors to opportunity when you do that. So I love the fact that we are here today, but came from two very different places um, in order to get here.
2: Yes, two very different roundabout <laughs> path <laughs> through the woods.
0: <laughs> no, I love it. So both came, like you both said, from two different paths. Both, I think, trying to tackle the same issue in two different ways, which I love. And now over some cider at the bar, due to a mistrain, you developed what became a passion for the both of you, which is the intertwined company. So, and I think you both hit really great points on how to go after that side hustle, you know, when you are feeling tired, which I can totally relate to. I do my normal, you know, seven to four, seven to five job, try and fit my workout in, and then also try and develop a personal training business on the side. So there are days I don't want to do anything, but D, like you said, finding your why, it makes it like the second I start doing it, I'm happy
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm mm-hmm. glad I did it. It's just like all those times you say, I don't want to go to the gym. How many times do you leave the gym saying, I wish I didn't go? Probably, probably not. You probably feel great after. Yeah. Um, So how you both put it together, these great tips. Now, can you tell us exactly what intertwined company is, what people would see going to, going to your blog site um, and what to expect? Definitely.
2: It's a platform to help empower you and live out your dreams in the most straightforward, you know, simple way to describe us We're we're here to listen, we're offering words, tools, and resources to help you honor your story, who you are, and just step into your full potential.
3: And allowing the stories to showcase the fact that we are all different, and no matter no matter what our differences are there is a similarity in there somewhere that can connect us to each other that we are all in some way dealing with something looking for something feeling something and that is the connection to feel supported as we're going through our journey together so that that is the the goal as we're posting on instagram on the intertwinedco.com blog our goal is to share our stories and our our thoughts so that you can realize that you're not alone that anything is possible and that you can achieve your dreams as long as you you know tap into your true potential and go a- after them so we are You know, here to just remind you of some daily reminders along the way, things you probably already know, but allowing you to hear it through our stories so that you can maybe learn about yourself and reflect in a whole other way.
2: Through our differences, we find similarities. And sometimes you just need to hear it from another voice, from another perspective, to let you see through your own lens a little bit more clearly. So we hope to be that for anyone that finds us.
1: I got to be honest too, because when I met both of you, um, I think that was my draw to, we talked about this, you know, project that you guys were starting. And then also I, I think that D and JL, you both have been an inspiration for me to find my voice and be able to share it. Um, so after meeting you both and talking and just like feeling like that energy resonate and like, and feel it like I was, you know, motivated to start writing. And, you know, I think this even translated into this podcast. I mean, this is the best outlet I've ever had for my voice. And this is why I love it is just to be able to talk and share and like, listen, because I think largely right now, I'm just like absorbing your story. And like, this is my first time really hearing this and like, feeling the actual emotions and feelings and like relating on such a deep level. And I think that's obviously the intention of what you guys do and how you write. And um, it's just beautiful. So I have to, like, I'm a huge fan. (laughs) (laughs) I'm loving it.
3: Well, we have to say that we're a huge fan of you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, when we met you, I think there was an immediate feeling of everyone was like, we love Michelle. Where is she? We want to see her again. She's awesome. So, I mean, you give off that amazing energy as well. So the feel, feeling is mutual.
2: 100% mutual. You know, instantly when you meet someone who's like your tribe, you just feel that connection. Yes. And and we, we felt that immediately with you and um, you guys with the Personal Awakening podcast, I've been listening to it since it started. And I'm so glad that you guys are doing this together too, because it really does, I mean, so appropriately named too. It's, it's what I need when I listen to it just to kind of give me that tap on the shoulder and just to kind of open up my own mind sometimes too because just like with what we're doing, it's like you need to hear it from other people's voices sometimes. Even if you're telling yourself the same story in your head, it just, it can help to validate those feelings in another way. Um, well,
3: thinking about something and hearing something you take it in in two different ways yeah so, you know I have to say that when I listened to the personal awakening podcast when you guys were coming out with the episodes I actually listened to them a couple times mm-hmm. they made me happy I just liked hearing you guys talk <laughs> I felt an immediate connection to it yeah. and I, once when you guys asked for us to come on I was like oh my god yes <laughs> I know I was so, so <laughs> I'm honored big fan so you know i really you know thank you so much for you know having us on here
1: yeah absolutely well thank you guys for sharing your stories because it's it's awesome it's a it's a family energy or something i don't know what it is but it's, it's crazy
2: we love you guys and i can't wait to hear all of the future episodes to come
0: Definitely. And why don't you guys take a few seconds now to to share how people can find you.
2: So Instagram is at theintertwinedco. You can also find us at um, our blog website, which is theintertwinedco.com. And then our individual writing pages as well. Um, I'm at Dana Michelle Bradley and JL is
3: JL Minio author, and we also have, if you, if you follow along, we also have a TikTok once a week where we will reflect on our stories and on our posts throughout the week where we dive in a little deeper on the meaning and the feelings behind them and, and share a little bit of our, our story of why we wrote those posts. So check it out and you know, we'd love to hear your story. So you know, definitely send us a DM uh, or comment on one of our posts and uh, let us know what you're thinking or what's resonating with you. Let's grow the community together.
0: Love it. And we'll put that in the show notes as well so everyone can find it.
1: Thank you for joining us and our guests, D and JL. They shared how despite different paths, we all share the same threads of feelings and emotions. We are all intertwined. We loved hearing the story of how intertwined came to be and how they manage their work and their passions. Thank you, D and JL, for sharing with us. And you guessed it. Here's another hit single from Drew Smith. This one is called Plastic. Enjoy. Magic waste of love?